Hey, I want to invite you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast and enjoying this content and are passionate about protection, you should know that we have an entire library of all of the protector symposiums that we've ever done uh, hosted at protectornation.com. You can go there and you can download those and you can watch every protector symposium we've had to date there online and you can learn protection tactics from the most, some of the most elite trainers in the world from the comfort of your own home. I think you'll be surprised about how much content we actually have there. Uh, It's very, very, very reasonably priced and you can upgrade your protection skills. Remember, protection is not all about the hard skills. 90% of it is all about the software, the programming, the way you see and move in the world to achieve a safer pattern of life. With that having been said, go to protectornation.com. Join us there and learn from the best of the best. Now, enjoy the show. Boom, what's going on, you guys? So this next podcast... Nathan Tudor was in a situation, and I'm really excited about this one because it's not like, you know, he's the usual like SME that we want to have on the show and talk about all their background. But he, you know, he does have a military background. He's a veteran, but you know, he's a dad. He's a businessman. He's a guy just like a lot of us uh, who found himself in a dynamic situation where he had to utilize um, his prote- his protection quotient and his protection skills. Um, and I feel like this, this episode is super relevant because he's just a good, solid guy. Fortunately, he's a good, solid guy um, that's just trying to provide for his family and was placed in this situation. The reality of life is that this is a situation that all of us could be placed in on any given day of the week. And so the beauty of this episode is that it is so relevant to absolutely everyone. Um, and we're going to go through the situation blow by blow. And we're also going to talk about the things that... Um, he believed placed him in a position uh, to win and to excel in this situation, um, which should give you guys a lot of different takeaways. It did give you guys a lot of takeaways, a lot of things for you to look at, mirrors for you to look into your own life and say, you know what? This is where I am in the process of developing into being a protector. Um, and these are the things that I have or haven't done. How would I have done through this situation? Um, and you'll be able to see kind of where you would have stacked up by the end of this real world situation. So it's an honor. Nathan, thank you. He, he is an entrepreneur. He does have a business. He's a good dude. So, you know, maybe you guys can hit him up if you need anything done. They know that he does, but, uh, sit back and enjoy this conversation between, uh, myself and Nathan. God bless. Semper five more to come. It's an honor to be able to have this conversation. Obviously, you know, whatever was happening wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it sounded like you navigated it decently well, you know, so thanks for making this time for us. I think real quick, let's give them just an over like a quick synopsis of what exactly happened. And then we'll dig into some other stuff and we'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, So I got a shop, man. I I build furniture. I've got a woodworking shop and um, I had been in there, you know, for the last three days straight. And sometimes I got machinery going. I got my headphones in my, you know, my ear pros in. Um, you know, from the loud, the saws and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes my back's turned and, uh, it's, it's not a great part of town, but, um, you know, I'm usually pretty safe. And, uh, I had gone away from the shop and I got a notification on my ring that there was some movement in the shop, which is, you know, totally weird. Cause it's just me, man. Yeah. And so I look, I look at the ring and I can tell somebody's crawl. They've lifted up the, I've got a big 
roll-up door. And I keep it cracked, so I get a little bit of airflow. Like I said, I just stepped out for a minute. And uh, I saw that, and I saw this dude shimmying on his back under that door. And he's got something in his hand. I can't tell what it is. I whip the truck around, and I'm headed back. So I get back to the shop, and I'm, I've, I've opened up the gate. I'm coming in. I'm on, my foot, I'm on foot now, and I'm approaching the – there's a man door next to the roll-up door. And as I'm approaching the man door here, they come out the man door outside right in front of me. He's got something in his hand. I haven't seen what it is. I don't know what he's got. I don't know if they got their their strap. They got other stuff. They got hoodies. They got a baklava on. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're there for business. And um, so I draw on them. I tell them to drop it. I don't know what it is. I say drop it. He throws it down to the side. I give them clear commands, get down, get on your face, show me your hands. They drop, they're showing me their hands, their mouths are just running. Man, we weren't doing anything, we're not doing anything, we're just looking around, we're just, da, 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 you know, saying we were looking for somebody, like a bunch of just BS, man. It's all just, none of, it's all nonsense. Um, so I, I've, and that's a picture that I sent you. I've got, um, I'm trained on them. I got them on the ground. And at that point, I get on the phone with dispatch. I had already been, the call was in, but now dispatch is there. I'm describing the situation. I'm describing me because I don't want to get shot if the cops roll up. I'm describing them, the whole scenario. And where the, where the, it kicks in, man, this is what I was talking to you about was Mm -hmm. I was then on the phone with dispatch for about seven minutes with my fire. Bro, with my firearm <laughs> trained on them, yeah, and you know we you've talked a lot about it, and and you know that whole social contract contract man, you don't know what somebody's thinking, and the window for them to make a move is getting smaller and smaller. I'm getting yep. fatigued. I'm yep. realizing I'm isolated. I'm all alone. If these two dudes decide to jump up and bum rush me, and they've got weapons, my after seven minutes of holding my weapon on them, yeah, my confidence and the ability to drop one and then change subject uh, targets to another target is, right. I, I mean, it's out the window. And yeah. so I, it, it got really hairy there. And then the cops rolled up. I was able to put my weapon down. They secured the subjects, took them to, you know, custody and all that. That's but yeah, man, that, it out. was, you don't go to the range and <laughs> stick your weapon on a target for five minutes. And then right. see what kind of group you're gonna get. With the with the freaking mind game going, bro. With all the little Tasmanian devils in your brain just being like, hey man, well, you know, these guys, this is that moment. This is their window. Like at any it moment, is. man, they're gonna get up. This is their last chance. They're looking at you wondering if you if you're really gonna do it. Like you're all yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking at them wondering how, you know, what how de- how uh uh desperate they are. Right. And I'm hoping they're looking at me seeing how desperate I am that you move and I'm going to blow a hole in you. Like, but I don't know. You know, you don't know that social contract. You don't, man. Know, you don't know what somebody's willing to do. I don't know if they right. got a warrant. I don't know if they're, this is a third strike. I don't know. I don't, I haven't patted them down. I don't know if they got a weapon on them. Like, yep. yeah, man, it was, it was really that, that. I mean, I thought next time, chance I get, I'm going to go to the range. I'm going to stand there for about five minutes with my weapon mm-hmm. trained. And I'm going to see what kind of group I can get. And I don't have a lot of confidence that it's going to be good, man. You know, it's like the Marine Corps, you know, it's only eight pounds. What was it? It's only yeah. eight pounds. You know, yeah. Like, ah. 
he shot me a DM because of a situation he went through. And I just figured it would be an awesome opportunity for us all to learn, you know, to learn about what it really takes to defend yourself. Um, the thing that a lot of people in America are facing today, like it'll happen to someone today, somewhere, you know, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of videos recently of groups, groups of dudes, man. And honestly, like I've seen groups of like, a lot of four to six man crews hitting people's houses, getting in shootouts. There's some two man crews and, 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 um, man, it's, it's the world's changing, you know? So, um, we'll dig into the story a little bit, but, you know, first I want to see, like, like, I see you got the Marine Corps flag back there and all that stuff, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah. So, uh, I went in the Corps, graduated from college, went in as an officer. Um, oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I went up to Quantico. Um, it's really a very unromantic experience, as, as some guys are. I uh, got injured in, in uh, TBS and spent most of my time up in Mike Company, which is just the island of misfit toys at Quantico. Mm. Man, we're just, you guys are injured or in between, um, had a couple yeah, surgeries. Like a <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all it is. So um, uh, then transferred down to Birmingham so I could get more surgeries. Got got some good opportunities, worked with the 1-4 um, okay. at that time they, they were transitioning at that time from, from, uh, uh, kind of a Raider team, um, to, um, uh, counter, uh, insurgency stuff. So that was kind of cool yeah. to be able to do some stuff, but I was a headquarters guy. I didn't do any fun stuff. So yeah, that was it. But, uh, come from a, a long line. This, uh, up here is my family. Uh, I kind of, this is in my den and I was glad to be able to get this shot, but my Heck dad yeah. was, uh, my granddad was World War II vet with MacArthur, did the March up, um, uh, during World War II, my dad was Navy. Uh, I got one uncle that was a intruder pilot in Vietnam, uh, Marine Corps intruder wow. pilot. He got shot down over sea Japan, and um, and then um, my other uncle was a uh, two star in the Air Force. So, wow. um, yeah, good, good pedigree, yeah, warriors, a lot of protectors. My dad, yeah. you know, since I was little, man, he's taught me how to be a protector and defender and i've tried to i've got four sons so i've tried to instill that into them yeah that's awesome man you you got a quiver full of arrows man that's right that's right what's up brother awesome man and you know like with that training you know i mean we harp on training you know so much i I try to you know like i feel like my purpose i talked about it this morning is really to help create more protectors in the world you know um, yep. it's just the backbone of all we got, you know, like you said, it took the uh, law enforcement seven minutes to get there and we know they're doing the best they stinking can, you know, yep. and, um, their mission isn't to secure us. Their mission is to police and enforce That's laws, right. man, you know, so we are our own, you know, security detail, man. So, um, what would you say about, like, do you think that your Marine Corps training helped you a little bit in this situation? Yeah, I mean, bro, the 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 moment of conflict, right? The the actual moment where they came out and I was there and we were that moment of um of, you know, the I, I don't know the word to use, but conflict or or contact, man. Contact. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I was in absolute control. I yeah, I and that's good. why I got them uh, un- disarmed and down on the ground so quick. I gave yeah. clear commands. I knew what I was saying. I knew what I was doing. They could see it in me. The, the, it was just Good. automatic training. I mean, I had checked. I knew my egress. I knew their yep. egress. I knew that behind them was my warehouse. I knew if I yep. shot, it was going to my warehouse. No, no civilians were going to be in the fire. 
I knew everything that was downrange behind them. I knew they couldn't flank me. Like I, total control. And that was all just, you know, muscle memory training um, yep. stuff. Super thankful for that. And yep. I, you know, going to the range, I was super confident in my ability to bring one of them down, center mass, yep. drop, change to the other target, drop him. So yep. I felt great that moment because of the mm-hmm. training. And that, I think, I think that's kind of the stuff I want to for sure highlight is like, you know, whether you have had the opportunity to be a Marine, be in the military, whatever it is, you know, like that training, man, you know, the work you've done on yourself, having a CC, having a firearm, like what would you done if right. you hadn't been diligent enough to actually carry a firearm? And like I said, I didn't know until I checked the camera after that he had mm-hmm. come up to the shop with a knife. He okay. had a knife. It was out. He was looking for me. He was prepared. And yeah. so when he got out of the building, I didn't know it was a knife and I didn't know if he had any other weapons on him. But I, I knew enough to know I can handle my business. I can take care of myself mm-hmm. and I can protect the people around me. Yeah. And that's huge, man. And that confidence and competence and preparedness is exactly what I want people to take away from oh. it. I mean, you know, you're a normal guy trying to live a normal life, trying to raise yourself, <laughs> trying to be right. an entrepreneur and work on the furniture, you know? Yep. And here we are, man, like it, that like Loch Ness monster of chaos is always there, man. Like, yep. So, people neglect a lot is medical, you know, it's like, yeah, stop some bleeding and help someone with trauma. Oh. And, you know, like, you know, first responders are coming, but yeah. that training gives you the confidence in the chaos. You know, I'm, I'm so glad right. that you had that, man, to, to lean on. As and that, that's off. a big motto. Yeah, a big motto that I have, and I tell my sons this is, and I had an old football coach who taught me this is competence breeds yep. confidence. So if you can, man. well, that's where the confidence comes from. That yep. the confidence just, you know, you don't just conjure it up. It's not just bravado. You know, it's like not big happy people. thoughts. Yeah, right. It's not watching a bunch of movies and, oh, I know how to do this. It is doing it over and over and over. And then mm-hmm. it's. The, Marine Corps teaches my favorite doctrine in the Marine Corps is assault and ambush, right? Yeah. I love Attack the attacker, baby. Bro, when I <laughs> violence because you flip the script on them, yep. right? That's the last thing they're thinking is you're gonna assault them. Yep, so aggressive me, basic assault, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I assaulted their ambush, bro. It yeah. was but that competence in that doctrine and competence that I knew what to do was what gave me the confidence. Um, and, and like I confident went out the window as I got into an area that I had never trained for, which was seven minutes, five, seven minutes down the road, isolated on my own, you know, like that was, it it got hairy, man. Like, so that, that showed me there's a limit to that stuff unless you, unless you prepare every scenario and you can't prepare every scenario. You can't No, And and honestly, I think it comes down to a few basic things. One of the other things I'll ask you about now is, do you think your physical fitness um, was a factor in the outcome of this scenario? 100%. My, my ability to, again, the competence in the gym, my daily runs, my taking care of myself, knowing that, you know, it, obviously, from, and the, and the uh, hand-to-hand combat, knowing I can take these guys if it came down to that. But, but more, and we've talked, you've yep. talked about before, I knew my ability to run away. I, yeah, I knew I could that's valuable, man. egress. Yeah. I knew I could egress and get the hell out of there yep. and 
turn, take a couple of shots, turn and, and keep running and, and leave the fight if I needed to. Yeah. 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 No, that's huge, man. And yep. so like it, it's one of the un- underrated, especially more in the shooting community. I feel like see a lot of dudes with cargo pants on and you know, a <laughs> big red shirt and they're like, I just shoot them. I'm like, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but that physical fitness, and you better believe, I'm sure you know, they were looking you up and down too. Yeah. And they were like, hmm, you know, like if you didn't have that square jaw and physical fitness, they probably, yep. there's a higher chance they'd have been like, yeah, we ain't letting this so. guy take it. I think so. And, you know. and really interesting is, you know, they go when you've got them standing up flat footed with with, you know, a big warehouse to their back. Yeah. I've got the dump on them. I'm down. I'm aggressive. My stance is towards them. My commands are aggressive. They know who's got the upper hand. But when they were prone, yeah. right, my shoot, my target got so much smaller. And I thought if mm. both of them come up low prone running full speed at me. Man, my, I mean, that's, work. yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like my, I, I was in my mind, I was like, I'm running. I'm not going to stand here and try to get into a gunfight. I'm going right. to run, regroup, tactical retreat, whatever you want to call it. I'm yep. going to get out and I'm going to see about what I need to do. But yeah, man, physical fitness is huge. I preach that to my boys all the time. Get them in the gym, mm-hmm. get them on. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's big. No, and that's valuable. I mean, your whole life is better when you're fit, period. Relationships, yep. business, everything is amplified. And and uh, what would you say about, you know, the hostile planning cycle? Any, well, no, 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 actually, before I get to that, tools. So you were prepared in multiple ways. You had a firearm. You had your physical fitness. Um, you did have a background of some training. But also on the tech side, man, the tech, that layer of technical protection, that layer of you had cameras that gave you the heads up, you know, another huge layer of protection that I mean, I mean, it, it gave you the awareness you needed. Even if you were in the shop by yourself, that would have been watching your back. I think that's huge yep. to talk about, yep. too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I to identify I knew there were only two guys. Yep. So when they came out, they were accounted for. Right. Because my my camera, my full 360 camera inside there, it showed me I checked the outdoor camera. That was the Thank one you. of the reasons didn't call dispatch on the drive was because I was checking my cameras to see mm-hmm. how many I had to see how many people I was going to be. You know, it, I, it did get a little, when I approached them, it happened so quick. I thought, man, somebody could be at my six that I don't know about. Somebody could be yeah. coming around. Thing. But I felt super confident that the two dudes that came out of the building were the only dudes that were in the building. They were in play. Yeah. No, that's solid, man. No, I dig that. Um, any thoughts on, Hostile planning cycle, man. Did you did you have any suspicions these guys were watching you and like casing this thing out before they came in, or was this just like just got the drama? Yeah, like I said, it's not a great part of town. Um, I'm always yeah you know, wary about that. I'm always kind of looking yeah. around. I haven't had any activity for a while. A neighbor came over later and said that he had seen him actually jump my fence a few days before. Um, you know, wow. he did, he, oh, and you know, okay, it is what it is, but he, uh, yep. yeah, you know, I think those that, things always come up after, after the fact, by the way, right? Yep. There's a shooting and then everyone's like, they're like, yeah, he was posting some weird stuff online and like pictures yeah. of his guns and like, we saw him going in and out of the house, you know, with like, we're, and everyone's like, come on, you know, so yeah. major lesson guys. If, if you see something like that, man, awareness is the tool, you know, it's. 
bring it out in the open, let your neighbors know, call the cops, like file it, start the paperwork, file a police report, because that stuff happens almost all the time. It's, yeah, little Johnny was saying this, drew a picture of this, did yeah. this. Um, because before these things, any halfway competent criminal, or if you just think of a predator, you know, and this you know, but this is just for anyone listening, there's a hostile planning cycle. There's a yeah. target selection. There's a vulnerability identification process that goes on. There's a, does this person, place, or thing have what I want that would make it worth me going in and checking out? And if you can interrupt them, and this is why, you know, situational awareness, behavioral profiling, understanding a bit about counter, or, or I should say surveillance detection, these things are so huge. And they're really soft skills, you know, that you can yeah. use to mitigate an attack, you know. And, and honestly, with regards to this attack and many like it, so much of what can stop these things are soft skills, you know, and that's that's one of the reasons I've leaned so heavily into this civilian protector project. And there's so much information online is because if I can teach a mom or a guy like us behavioral profiling, uh, surveillance detection, how to use, you know, uh, their social environment to their advantage if they feel like they're being followed, you know, how to make their house look like the hardest target to hit on the block. You know, they, these guys drive by, lights are turning on, cameras are whistling at you. And like, they're just like, yeah, like not, there's a dog barking. There's all these different layers you can, you know, you can use to make yourself or your place a harder target. And that deterrence just makes them think, hey, man, let's go hit something, hit another target. Like, this is too risky. So, yeah, yeah, that has, and, and I think the other piece of that is, the other piece of it is, you won't always be able to detect the hostile planning cycle. You know, right. if they're good, they're just, they're, if they're good, you're not going to pick up on it all the time. And so that's when you do need to have these hard skills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I practice, you know, when I come into my home, I, every once in a while, I will act, I will put myself as if I know someone's in the home or yeah. I think someone's in the home. I will come into the front door. I'll have my weapon drawn. If I got a light, I'll have my light. I'll check my corners, I'll, all my intersects of fire, all that kind of stuff. And I'll just walk myself through it and try to even get my body and my mind in the place of there's someone here. So I'm mm -hmm. practicing hard skills, thinking somebody surveilled me. They know when I come home. They know my mm -hmm. habit. They're, you know, they know where the lights are off in the house and they know where to be and all that kind of stuff. So those go those go hand in hand, man. You got to have yeah. both of those because you don't you don't know. But if you're ready for that and you're thinking somebody's somebody's looking, somebody's looking for an opportunity at some point, I'm going to give them an opportunity. Now, am I ready to meet that, you know, aggression? Yeah, man. What state are you in? Where are you at? I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. OK, I think you guys have a little bit more. You guys have. Do you know if you have Castle Doctrine or do you guys have a little bit more lenient? Yeah, we, out there, a little we, more American. <laughs> I believe stand your ground is one, but the area yeah. that I like the cops, when they showed up, they didn't check my weapon. They yeah. didn't nothing. They knew and they didn't, yeah. they, they were for you. I've had cops. Uh, I had one American cop. cops right there, boy. This is this American. Yeah, there, man. Like I, I had one, I was coming out of a building one day, uh, downtown and, and he stopped me and he goes, Hey, are you armed? And I was like, no, not at the moment. And he goes, bro, you need to be armed anytime you're down here. So, wow. like, they they know what's up around here, man. Heck yeah! Now that's awesome. Okay, so this whole thing's going off. You make contact with them. You prone them out. You take control of the situation. 
Uh, was there anything you wish you would have done? You know, obviously, the clock starts. You know, you've got dispatch yeah. coming. So being able to communicate. Were you doing that with a handheld phone? Did you have a Bluetooth? No, so I had my phone. I was able to snap some pics while I was on with them, but you can't video yeah. while you're on a call. So no, I had a handheld. I didn't have my my ear uh, piece in. Um, so that that was a layer of vulnerability um, yeah. that I didn't like. Just having one hand again trained on them, and you know, at the end, man, I mean, I can see myself yeah. doing this. Like, I, you yeah. know, you just don't, you don't. I'm serious. I'm gonna go to the range. I'm gonna stand there for five <laughs> to seven minutes, and I'm gonna see what kind of group I get because I bet it's horrible, man. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, so, adrenaline dumping. Yeah, you know. yeah. So you know, here's the thing that I don't know about, man. And I was gonna bring it up is. Yeah. I I never approached them to pat them down. Right. right. And and when I, I had them, when I had the jump on them, I've gone mm-hmm. back and played it in my mind. Should I have gone over there and just done a quick pat down while I've got them? The shock has come in. They're scared to death. I got a gun trained on them, pat them down and then go back to my, you know, where I was, where I knew I have good egress and I can escape. Because that was the big question as the t- clock started ticking was, man, if these guys are armed and they come up shooting, this game has changed. Right, right. So, you know, the, there's a few ways of doing that. Personally, you know, I don't think it would have been wise for you to roll up on two dudes and try to execute a pat down because, you know, a firearm is a distance weapon. Right. Um, but there are things you can do, you know, like you can be like, hey, you know, pull your shirt up to your chest. Yeah roll over, pull your shirt up to your chest, roll over yeah, while maintaining good. a safe distance. You yeah, know that's I mean? good. Uh, pull your, pull your pants up to your knees. Stay down there, bro. I <laughs> pull your pants up to your knees, pull your shirt up to your chest, roll over, you know, and you can do things like that just so you can visually inspect them. But, but closing that distance is going to increase your risk level. And that'd be my two cents. You know, there might that's be a, some, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, I was really using my verbal commands to my advantage. Yeah. That was that was really something that that I think is, um, you know, I see these cops and they're just screaming, you know, over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was I, I'm not a big fan of that. So I right. was very clear. And when one of the dudes I said something to him and he said so, uh, he said something, he started moving his hand. And I just said, if you move your hand again, I'm shooting. And I just yep. left it at that. Back. And they 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 were like, okay, you know, it's like that thing where you say it once, yeah. like, you know, but if you say it over and over and over and over, then you know, they know, well, this guy may not be serious about this. He's just he's just mm-hmm. barking, you know. So um yep. yeah, I you know, I have the TQ and stuff in my car. I keep my keep my med kit in my car, so I felt good about good, that. Man. Yeah, I I think you know, the, the the other thing I go back and forth is calling dispatch while I'm on the drive. Yeah. versus at the moment when I when I'm there um I was yep. watching the video it all happened really quick but that's the other thing is before I got out of my car maybe I should have called the cops so that that clock's ticking you know and it cuz cuz I'm on the phone they're hearing me on the phone with dispatch saying you know I'm I've got them so they know he's just called so right. I don't know man it it's all it's all second guess you know Hindsight's yeah, yeah. I mean, fifty-fifty, as they say. Yeah, man. Man, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you got you got away with it, but like, there's always those one or two things. You're like, man, I should have done this or I could have done that. Like, I've been there. We've all been there. That's all part of it. 
you know, but yeah, ideally you want to get that communication flowing as soon as you can. The second yeah, I, I that think you so. to get those assets to you as quickly as possible. Um, but I mean, sounds like you were managing quite a bit and you did good. You know, you were prepared in a lot of ways and, you know, a lot of civilians aren't that lucky, man. So I, I'm really hoping that this kind of piece of content can really help people understand, you know, the things that are important. And I think a lot of that is, you know, you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Because you could have just as easily been in a physical altercation within seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, you don't know who you're dealing with. Anybody can kill it. That's one of the principles. So make sure you have training and make sure yours is prepared as you thinking can be. Whether that's the deterrence value that you bring to your home and to yourself as you move through the world. You know, um, that's the, the the technical layer. If you can implement the, you know, the cameras around your house, whatever it is, looking everything up the same way every single day so that things are as secure as possible. Tactical positioning, you know, like you said, you're in that place solo quite a bit. So, you know, making sure that the way you orient yourself while you're in that environment is huge. Also, the Banya. You know, in case they know you're alone and things like that. And and then making sure you just have the EDC on you to get the job done if you need to, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do yeah. think you I do think you made the right choice keeping your distance. Go ahead. Good. No, I was just gonna man, you know, as you talk about all that, I I'm I'm my overall emotion is very thankful that they didn't yeah. get the drop on me, that I wasn't mm-hmm. working with a piece of furniture or wood and had my hands, you know, I didn't have my weapon. They got behind me. And I honestly, man, and and people have asked me this kind of stuff and they always ask, you know, soldiers kind of stuff or Marines or whatever, but I am so thankful I didn't shoot anyone, man. I'm so thankful I didn't have to take anybody down. I I am over just, I I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to be in that situation. I don't want to undergo that kind of scrutiny and put my family yeah. through that so that's the biggest thing that i am just thankful to the lord for man is that yeah. nobody got hurt and and i didn't have to kill anyone or shoot anyone man yeah yeah man no and that's huge that's definitely another part of this conversation worth having too is you know i know there's a lot of bravado kind of bull crap that goes on in our industry and um you know from someone who's been in combat and stuff like that you got to you know People are people, man. Those guys grew up how they grew up, and they were in that situation based on their own actions and decisions. But at the end of the day, man, they're just people that had a different path, and you right. collided in that way. And it's like, you know, that's why one of the emblems for the Protector Nation is that steel-faced warrior with that one tear, because we don't want to do violence, man. But that's right. as long as there are people being people, <laughs> you know, good ones, yeah. evil ones, and all the everything in between, we must be better at it than uh than the bad guys you know so, yeah i mean that's my um, favorite you know c.s humanity. lewis quote about aslan you know aslan representing jesus is he says uh he says man he's he's uh good but he's not safe <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> I he's it. good he's it. good like i'm a good man i love my yep. kids i love people yep. but bro let's i'm, I'm it, dangerous man. like i'm not safe so let's just yes. keep this all on the up and up and we'll be okay because i don't want to hurt 100%. anybody but i will that's the that dude that's because uh uh who's our guy man jordan peterson breaks it down the best when he talks about the meek shall inherit the earth he talks about meek doesn't mean like lowly and soft and gentle meek means those who 
know how to use a sword but don't have to, right? And being confident, you know. And I saw another quote the other day about Jesus that was like, hey, he was a good man, not a nice guy, you know. And there's That's plenty right. of references in the Bible where, you know, he gives the Pharisees the business, you know, and he does masculine things, you know. And the disciples are like, yo, you tell Jesus we forgot the loaves and fishes. And he's like, no, you tell him, you know. Like, like he was a man, you know. And, it's, and, <laughs> yep. and there's quite a bit, there's quite a bit in there where, you know, and the reality of the situation is, you know, he he came here as a savior and he'll return as a warrior. Um, and so I think part of being a good man these days, it's not enough to be nice anymore. Part of being a good parent, part of being a good adult in this society is being competent and being capable of defending what is defending. yours and what's been entrusted yep trusted it to you by the grace of god you know yeah that's why i tell my boys first you need to be able to defend yourself so that you can protect others because if you 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 ought to be out there trying to protect others but man you got to be able to defend yourself first so yeah man and appreciate everything you do yeah 100 percent. and that tool of violence is an act of service us being in the marine corps us being warriors us training us staying up all night not eating, do, pushing our bodies, becoming strong and formidable. This is a very high act of service. We're doing this in service of our society, of our, our, our right. country, and ultimately of our families and things like that. So, you know, the bravado stuff needs to go out the window. If you want to be a person of service, you, part of that is being able to protect, you know. So, yeah, man, I'm proud of you, brother. Well done. Well done. Well Thank done, you, man. man. It's an Semper Fi all the way, man. And I hope this conversation inspires a lot of people to really take a look at their security posture, you know, like what they really can do if and when they're challenged and uh, hopefully they're never challenged. Um, And hopefully they do all the things right to make sure they're never, they're not challenged, but we don't have a crystal ball. So even when it comes to your doorstep, you know, be ready. And um, the last thing I'll say too is, you know, shameless plug, civilian protected project online, man. Get that stuff in. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a scholarship for that too. You can hop on there and, and take. I'd all love that. that. Yeah, man, I would love that, bro. That'd be that'd be big. Those are those are my four guys up there in the corner, man. Those my little yes. boys. Like that's what it's all about. Protect. I mean, that thought in my mind was, man, they can't lose a dad today. They cannot nope. lose a dad today. I gotta know what I'm doing. I gotta stay sharp, and you know th- this can't go south. So I would love yep. to uh, take take that uh, opportunity, man. Be a part of what you're doing. Heck yeah. And then for you guys listening, Civilian Protective Project, we have a whole curriculum online. We're still building it. It's going to be awesome. It continues to be awesome. And that will be supported by in-person training courses, driving, medical, firearms, any, all of it. So we're really pushing to make the world a safer place by helping good people to be more willing, capable, prepared, and yes, more dangerous. So you can find that at protectornation.com. And then is there, finally, is there anything you want to, you know, let people know that you're doing in the world? Uh, if they want to find you, if you got a business or anything like that, brother, if they want to support you, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. My uh, This is my company, um, Blackstone Construction. It's a group of guys. We're based out of Birmingham, Alabama. We're builders. Um, I, I do a furniture uh, thing on, on the side. But, um, yeah, man, we're just a gr- good group of guys. I've introduced them to you. We've done some stuff. We, we, do, we do construction work, so we're in places that aren't safe. So we've talked about a lot of this stuff. I've gone over this with them because I was on the job at, at, during the time. So, you know, this can happen to anyone anywhere, but especially in our line of work, it, it can it can happen more. But, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but I just appreciate the opportunity to be on here and talk with you, man. I've been following you for a while. 
I love what you do, your ethos, your message, what you're about. Um, so really appreciate it, man. Glad glad to be a part. Yeah, man. Hey, that, all that stuff is an honor. Puts gas in my tank. Dudes like you inspire me, man. You know, like following and, you know, staying fit and being dangerous. It's what the world needs. It's what I, I hope to contribute to, you know. So, yeah. um, hey, proud of you, Nathan. It's an honor. Semper five, man. We'll keep in touch. I'll ping you when this thing's going to go live. Boom! Quick shout out to our sponsor, Staccato. My first pistol sponsor. Um, I've been sponsored by a lot of companies, right, over the years. But when it comes to pistol, that's my bread and butter. Pistol is something I believe in. You know, I'm a competitive shooter. You know, we're shooting anywhere from, you know, 800 rounds a month type of thing, right? So Staccato, being what I believe, is one of, if not the most complete handguns you can put in your hand. Um, it's got every component that a handgun could have, should have. Uh, they're actually extremely dependable now that they've made some changes. And these things are straight up tack drivers. If you're looking for a pistol that will do as much of the work for you as a piece of hardware can, obviously you have to have the, the, the marksmanship and all the different things, but different guns perform at different levels. And I want to say that Staccato is one of by far, for sure, take it from a competitive shooter, we're shooting the highest volumes of rounds constantly right now, not used to have a background guy, but like right now, when you go shoot, you're gonna see certain brands. Staccato is one of, if not the highest performing firearm that is both CCW, duty ready, and also competitive ready. So I wanna give them a shout out if you guys are looking for a good handgun to build your skills on top of, go check out Staccato, much love and respect. Yo, if you enjoyed that episode, uh, and you like learning things like that, I wanna encourage you to go to Protect Your Nation, build a profile, get in the Civilian Protector Project. Um, this is where you can learn from these guys. Uh, live Zoom calls, you can see the full modules that you just, uh, you just watched, and you can become part of a community. It's the first social media platform for protectors where we can get to know each other, we can network, we can learn together. We do live Zoom calls with different SMEs every single month. There's so much packed in there, I'm in there. Uh, it's an honor, it's a privilege, looking forward to working together to make the world a safer place by helping good people to become more willing, capable and prepared, protect your nation, civilian protector project, let's go.